Well, hello and welcome to Churched. Yes, Church. Church, this is our first first podcast, first episode. Yes, this is a big deal. Yes. This has been like a brainchild for us and it's happening. The day came. We're here. My name is Darby Bell Adcock. I'm Brandy Redwick. And uh, we will be your hosts for this podcast we call Churched. Yes. Um, but we both are, are young ladies. We are young women. And we do ministry in the Stark County area. Yes. Um, but go, Brandy, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit, um, what you do uh, in ministry and maybe how long you've been here in Stark County? Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of ties into <laughs> the title we'll go into a little bit later, but I've never not been in ministry. Um, but as an adult in my own personal walk with Jesus, I've been in ministry for the last five years. I'm head of youth ministries at our church, but I also do quite a bit of community outreach um, as well. And so that's kind of been my journey this far. Very cool. And then you you grew up here, yes? I did. So I was born in Knox. I actually went to the elementary school um, until fourth grade because that is when we went into full-time ministry, and I was homeschooled for quite a few years after that. Okay. I feel like anytime somebody says that, I'm like, you have stories, and let <laughs> yes. me pick your brain. Yes. <laughs> let me pick your brain. Um, well, I uh, I just moved here about two, almost two and a half years ago, so I did not grow up here. I'm originally from Elkhart, Indiana, and I thought that was a small town. Yes. I I went to college um, for performing arts, and um, I've, I've always loved the Lord. I've always been in church, and we have so much to, to share about about our, our years growing up in the church. Um, but what I did for college was very different and I got to go to college in Southern California. Um, but I thought I got out of small town, Indiana. (laughs) And then, um, you did think that I did think that (laughs) and God thought something else. (laughs) He sure did. And he sure did. And then we, uh, I got married and we moved back. We moved here. Um, and my husband Malachi is from here and uh, I learned that this is small town. <laughs> yes, yes. I love how North Judson slash the Knox area can just really redefine that definition for everybody of what a small town is. You see the movies and everyone laughs like, wow, they really have like a cookie cutter small town. But no, it's real. And Knox and North Judson, that's 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 what it is. It is. <laughs> it's taking me a little bit of time to like, you know, you understand, you know, you're like, oh, this person knows this person and this person. Yes. This person. And it really yes. took me about a good solid year and a half to to get my bearings, you know. Um, but what we what I do in the community right now is uh, we do some worship nights. We partner with uh, Fresh Faith Church right now. Um, so I'm a worship leader at Bible Baptist Church. And uh, we, we're starting to go into some women's ministry. Yes. We're starting to do that together. We've done some women's ministry together, yes. which is something we'll we'll talk about. But we're gonna be your hosts for for this this journey. Yes. Um, we just wanted to introduce ourselves and just kind of get acquainted. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, this because this episode, this first episode, this is gonna be a little bit of an introduction. Yes. Here, so let's talk about this this quote unquote churched title. So what, you know, when you, you had sent this idea to me text and I was like, you're like, 
do you want to do a podcast? Yes. Do you want to just do it? I was like, say less. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, please. (laughs) We were kind of talking about what it might be, but you had, I I kind of asked like maybe what what might the name be? Is there anything that you're thinking of? And you had said churched. Yes. And what, what is some of the meaning, meaning behind this, this name and why, even your heart of why? why this came to mind. Well, it's so funny because when we were having that conversation and you were kind of like, okay, so a podcast, like, what are you thinking? What do you want to talk about? And I think I sent you like 15 paragraphs of just all the thoughts I was having at the time. And one of the words that I had in there, and it's so funny because it was just, it was all like word vomit. Um, but it was just like what it's like to grow up churched, to grow up as someone whose parents were um, faithful Christians, not only just in church attendance, but were in full-time ministry pretty much since I was a little kid. Um, and so that's kind of where that word was born because I was like, oh my goodness, that just fits the bill. And you know, we're going to get into this, you know, in, in this episode here, but you know, when we say churched, because um, I have a similar similar background of when you grow up with Christian parents, you grow up, you're like, we call them Sunday school babies of like, yes. I, I'm like, I was there Sunday morning, yes. Sunday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday. went mm-hmm. to camp, all the camps, yes. all the overnights. Yes. And when you grow up that way, it does, it does affect you. Absolutely. And we are in a culture right now where some people have grown up that way and they haven't stayed and it's interesting to see where that happens. So we're gonna—I I know that we're gonna kind of navigate into that conversation in this episode. And I know for—I know you know for for both of us having that heart of yes. for people leaving because we've decided to stay. Yes, when we've had every reason to leave. Yes, <laughs> seemingly a lot. Of yes, people have a lot. To leave. <laughs> yes, um, but you said you. You grew up with Christian parents, yes. and they weren't just Christian parents; they were Christian parents in full time ministry. Yes how How do you think that that affected you positively and, and negatively? I think um, before I go into that, something that I always tell people now because I have this conversation a lot with people my age and younger um, who have who grew up in the church, have church hurt, and we'll go a little more into that in a little bit. But I want to say first and foremost, I am privileged to have parents who introduced me to Jesus. Absolutely. It it was not perfect all the time. Nobody is. Um, And it did have negative effects. You know, we don't talk a lot about how when a child is born, so is a parent, Mm -hmm. and they're learning right alongside of you. Oh, yeah. And so I think through my process of growth and healing, I've learned to have so much more empathy and compassion because it's like, you know, we really are just doing our best out here. You know, it's even funny that you say that too because I saw this thing and it changed. It like, I don't want to say broke my heart, but you get those like puppy dog tears in your eyes. And it said like, you know, once I, I realized that, my parents, this is the first, this is their first time experiencing life. Yes. Two, you know, of like, oh, I don't know why that was like, oh, that just, it it brings in such a grace. Yes. And understanding, not that, not that we excuse any hurt that was there or, you know, but that it just brings in a certain grace. You're like, this is your first time doing this too. Right. And I feel like a lot of times grace kind of gets confused with a lack of accountability. Oh yeah. And that's something really important to point out is that by me staying, by me saying, you know what? Yep. 
some not very not okay stuff happened to me in the church, in the place where I was supposed to be safe. Um, but God, but yes. you know, that's not me like letting them off the hook. We all still make mistakes and they need to be acknowledged. Accountability is real, yes, it is. <laughs> but it's what the steps that you take after that. Um, but something that, um, it's just so funny when I had growing up, let's start there growing up, but this is before my parents, we were traveling church to church, like full time deputation, all that fun stuff. Um, this was, my dad was a deacon actually at Bible Baptist. And, um, I mean, same as you, you know, we talked about, I was here Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. If there was a fellowship meal, my mom was probably cooking it. Like (laughs) it was just, you were there. And it's so interesting, the different culture Mm -hmm. and the different expectations. Um, And I feel like ministry kids, we all kind of have this connection because we know people are not looking at you the same way that they're looking at someone else who's not in ministry. The expectations are higher. The stress is heavier. You know, when I would get in trouble, which was frequently, (laughs) um, I'm sure Malachi could attest to that. Um, it was the punishments were heavier because it didn't it wasn't just that i had done something wrong it was i had done something wrong where people could see it mm. and i feel like as parents we struggle with that already i am not going to lie to you when my 5 year old has like a panic attack in walmart i want to crawl under a rock and die i'm like that's not my kid <laughs> i'm out um so i get it again at, having these experiences now myself, I get the temptation to just be like, stop embarrassing me. For sure. (laughs) But it ended up, it was damaging because the older I got, the more I realized this isn't just discipline. This is a reaction to the stress of having people constantly look at you. I remember one experience. I was at a kids' conference. We were meeting at different churches. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And I wasn't getting along with one of the boys there. We were, I mean, we're talking like 40 kids. We're all playing together. We were putting the New Testament Bibles together, the copy, the paper copies to send to different countries. It was a whole thing. And so we were tired, we were waiting on lunch, and so we're just playing in this giant gymnasium. And I just distinctly remember I was getting into it with this young kid, we were fighting, and he just made the comment, he goes, you're a missionary kid, you're supposed to be better. And man, you wouldn't have thought that would have had such an impact on me, but it really did affect me. It kind of was like that glass breaking of like, this is why they treat me this way, Mm. because they view me as something other, something else. And so all of that to make the point that one of the negatives of growing up churched was... Um, my relationship with Jesus became dependent on what other people thought about it. Mm. My relationship with Jesus became based on my behavior and not my heart. Mm. And that kind of put me on the pathway to if I look the right way and I say the right words, that I'm okay and everyone accepts me and everyone is pleased. And ended up, you know, that's something that I 
had to work through. It became an incredibly harmful um, area in my life. Sure. And it's so easy anyway to, you know, it's so interesting to that how we all find ourselves in that um that stance anyway of how we all find ourselves and what journey brought us to we have to have it all together in church. Yes. And, you know, even it's just so interesting to hear that of you know, I, I was, ex- you know, like you said, I, like, I was expected to have it all together and yes. the stress of that. What do you think was some of the, I mean, there are obvious positive things, but what, what were some things that were positive that came, that immediately come to mind of like, if I, I, I this, this is such a positive thing of growing up. Oh, yes. So there are so many things. Number one, the good churches. I've been to so many churches but man, I'll never forget the good ones. Mm-hmm. Those, and a lot of them, a majority of them, were these small town churches with people who had authentic hearts for Jesus and rallied for him every time. When we needed help, when we needed fellowship, those churches, they made a eternal impression on me on what God's body is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And So that's like number one. The good examples that I had were great examples. They were excellent and they made a lasting impression on me Um, because I think it's important to note that when you're walking with Jesus and you are trying to exercise his love for other people, it is lasting. That makes an impression on people that they don't forget because Jesus's love isn't like any other. And um, so that's, that's a really big one for me. Um, my biblical exposure. So I, you know, just being homeschooled, I had a Bible class. Obviously, like we said before, I was always in church. My dad, um, when he wasn't building churches, was preaching. Um, So it was that constant immersion of scripture and worship that, again, it gave me the footing I needed that even though my initial trajectory wasn't great, I had the biblical understanding to help me break away from it. Oh, yeah. And I think one other thing that is kind of like a testy conversation, but it was... We love testy conversations. Yes, we we do. (laughs) I live for them at this point. Um, I still sweat a little bit, but I enjoy I mean, definitely. (laughs) I had to reapply deodorant. It's fine. We're good. We're safe here. Um, But standards. Mm. Standards are important balanced standards. Balanced. Balanced. I love that word. So integral to what I'm saying. Balanced standards. Because, you know, we've, you and I have had so many conversations about how it is one side of the planet or the other, and there is no in between. You either can't have any standards or accountability, or your standards are absolutely ridiculous, not based in scripture at all, and responsible for pushing people out of the church. Oh, for sure. Before we even jump into that, because I, I, I have a question for, for that part, but I don't even want to just go back to what the second thing you said of that, that integral scripture time Yes. of that. I don't know. Did you grow up with index cards? Oh yes. Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's like tape to the wall. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. It's the nineties. I don't oh, know. Man. Um, I remember like index cards, like with, I remember like I, they were in my mom's bathroom. Like there was like hairspray yes. marks on it or like makeup marks on it, but like yes. they were everywhere. But I remember, I, I would say that too, of like, I think one of the the most positive things of 
you know, we all, the world affects all of us. Things happen that shouldn't happen to some of us. Um, we make decisions that we shouldn't make sometimes or whatever yeah. our past might be to have the, the living, the living word, the word that's living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword to be sewn into your and knit into your being so early on. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, memorizing verses at camp, yeah. you know, even if it's like the, the word of, of God does not return void. So it's like, you know, sometimes people get discouraged for kids at camp or Sunday school. It's like, you know, why are we doing this? Or like, they're not going to remember it. And even, or even if like the kid, you know, kind of goes wayward for a little bit, it's like the, the, the Lord will bring to mind what was sown into their hearts yeah. in the beginning, you know, of like at any time the Lord can bring, you know, bring that back, like reach back into our subconscious yes. and, and pull yes. that out of like, like, you know, I can't even tell you how many times I've had a flashback of like, why am I chanting the, a verse from like when I was in third yes. grade? And I'm like, yes, at, at 19 about to make a bad decision, you know yes. what I mean? So I just think that's such an important part, but, um, what you said about, uh, that the, just talking about balance, I think that's yes. such an important word. So even before, as we kind of navigate into this part of the conversation, let's just even address the culture we're in right now. So yes. we, um, like we've said, we've 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 been saturated in religion, and yes. we have been a part of a culture who seems to be saturated in religion. Yes, and yet something it, it's it the point is somehow being missed or at least yes. it was. Yeah. And we have seen that that has led to things called deconstruction or Ooh. words that are Ooh. fun, fun <laughs> words that, yes. <laughs> that people use a lot of times. Yes. But before we even dive into that, we all I'm, all I'm saying is that people have been saturated in, in religion. They've grown up with in the way that we have and they've left. Yes. And it's so interesting why they've left. Um, and as we continue just to kind of dive into this conversation, um, how many times have you heard, let's just talk about growing up and hearing the word devout Christian. Oh, good heavens. Yes. <laughs> like, let's just talk about, and I, yes. I do put quotation marks around that gently. Of, we love the quotation marks. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, there, there's so many things that that point to why people left and they yes. were saturated with religion. They were saturated with Sunday school. They were Sunday school babies and now they're yes. nowhere to be found. Yes. And I, there's so many things. I just feel like there's so many points that we could take, you know, we, there's so many ways we can go at this right oh, now, but absolutely. let's just start with the simple, like hearing devout Christian and, uh, and their actions not lining up with, yes, what devout Christians are supposed to be. Yes. Or whatever Christians are supposed to be or whatever. Yeah. I feel like devout is negative now. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't say it without someone being insulted. Even like, listen to the way that we just yes. introduced it. We're like, oh, devout, my. Yes. <laughs> like, don't say that word too oh, loudly. My. <laughs> um, the thing is, it's, it's not. The definition is not negative. Um, it has a negative stigma now um, because the image of devout has changed over the years. You know, when you look at the early church, so let's go all the way back to the history that matters. You look at scripture, that was the highest compliment because devout Christian meant my life 
for Christ, mm-hmm. period. It was not, what did you look like? How, what, you know, what your appearance, do you go through the motions? In fact, you know, there are multiple scriptures in the New Testament where the apostles are like, if you're just going through the motions, stop, because you're not helping anybody. Um, but for me, um, growing up in that conservative Baptist era, Wee. that authentic late 90s, Wee. early 2000s conservative Baptist, and I just, first of all, again, benefits and yes. negatives. We don't want to dunk on all of it because it's it's not. You did a great job of saying. First off, I'm I'm so blessed to yes have you know I, yes. I think you're so great at that. Gratitude is important. It is, <laughs> but because yes, <laughs> but I think in that circle, it has very negative connotations. Well, I even even as you, you know, this is obviously coming from one one person's perspective and you know yes. we, we view our lives through our lived experiences yes. and you know we we just can't help that sometimes and um but i like anytime like i hear devout christian and the first thing that my mind goes to is an older lady with a hat maybe lipstick on and this is not the case anymore but you know when i i would hear that i'm like an older lady who is like, oh, she's got it all together. She's yes. wearing very nice clothes and she's really grumpy. Yes. She's really mean. Yes. Like, and that's not yes. always the case by no. any means. No. Let us just pause right here. Of we are, we're going to flip the script here in a second. Yes. But we just like to poke fun of like, man, we've like, I've heard you say yes. you've had some like older, older generation that have, they were really just. You know, it was just really It was hurtful. an interesting time, it was interesting. and it was hurtful, yes. And we are, this podcast is no, in no way, shape, or form. We're, neither one of us are interested in, in bashing the church. Absolutely not. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're just kind of, uh, we're just addressing where where we've been, yes. where the church has been, where some things might have gotten off. Yes. And we like to laugh along about it along yes. the way. Yes, gotta see the humor in it. Because it really hurt, and there's a lot of shame that came with it. Yes, so, yes. So let's just say that there, but you know, when we say devout Christian, I don't know if anybody else, that imagery, I'm sure we all have a person or an image that comes to mind of, man, that's just not what it was supposed to be. Yes. And, and we wonder why so many people were just like, man, they started to, to question and be like, if this is what this is, I'm out. Yeah. I like, you know, I, I feel like both of us have just such a heart for people who have either left or, I personally have a heart for people that were hurt by people. Yes. And they are disillusioned and they want to call it God. Yeah. And I was one of those people. Yeah. And I have been, I have sat with many people like that who have said, I am so hurt by the church. Yeah. I can't, why would I serve a God that does that? Yeah. Like it is so easy and hurt blinds us in so many different areas. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful. A friend asked me this once and they were like, how, because we had gone through a little, we had gone through some church hurt in the past couple of years. And a friend had asked me, she was like, it really puzzled me. She was like, how has this hurt affected your relationship with God? Yeah. I was like, what a, that was a great question, but it kind yeah. of puzzled me. I'm like, I've not, I've not really wrestled with being angry with the Lord, mm-hmm. I can, you know, 
and that's that's not to say other people you know haven't or shouldn't but you know because I had that great foundation I'm like the Lord is good like the yes. Lord like you've allowed this you didn't you know for whatever reason for the for you know for the big picture you know you just you just kind of I, I had that that picture early on yes. um but I've just I've had a heart for those that have been so blinded and they just say I I hurt you know I've I've been hurt by people so I don't believe in Jesus anymore yeah or I people hurt me so I don't believe yeah. in God yeah. and I part of my healing from church hurt from um early on early on to yeah. to where we are now is that just heart for like man, the bride is imperfect. Yeah. We're yeah. imperfect. And um, we'll go into this in many other podcasts, but when um, I love talking about what the church was built on yeah, and how dangerous it is anytime we build on anything other than Jesus. Yeah. And we kind of were a part of a generation that was imbalanced. Yes. Tons of imbalanced stuff. And this was said, um, you know, we've heard it this way of like any, any truth that is unbalanced ends up being untrue. Yeah. Like there is a true, there is, there are parts of it that are true, but like how many times have we heard as kids that like, if you tell, if you only tell part of the truth, it's still not the full truth. It's not the full truth. And that, you know, I think if you guys are listening to this, I know for us, Anytime things are imbalanced or unbalanced, there can be so much hurt that comes from it. And thankfully, we serve a God that is perfectly balanced. He's very patient. Yes. When, regardless of, you know, how we can get, we, even you and I, we're so passionate. People have gotten so passionate about an idea. Yes. And it's, that's a good thing in and of itself. But anytime we, we swing one way or the other, yeah. We're we're missing a part and yeah. and uh, you know the word the word the lord the he is just so faithful in in saying I I am I am holy these things. I'm not leaning yeah. one way or the other. Truth is truth and you know so let's let's even just talk about um imbalanced imbalanced yes. perspective. What how have you seen imbalanced um perspectives or things that were imbalanced? How have you seen that hurt you and how yeah. have you seen that hurt our generation? Cause we're in our twenties going into thirties. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel like it, imbalanced perspectives have, have been pretty detrimental to us? Well, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think extremes equal extremes. And so it's always interesting to see when, um, the church runs way one direction or way the other that often the reaction is the same, but in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> it takes out, again, that beautiful word of balance. You know, I love um, how God is just so balanced. Mm-hmm. It's necessity to peace and joy. Mm-hmm. And I. it's really hard to see um, churches vying one way or the other when we have the standard Mm -hmm. we have the foundation we have the rules they're right there they're in i'm pointing to her bible (laughs) they're right there (laughs) like where they're where what are you talking about um you know we've got it 
he, he wrote us a book. We have it. Um, but it's just those little nuances, those little things that like all one, one person has to take it out of context, one person, and then we've got an entire movement. And the enemy thrives in imbalance. Oh, yeah. I have been, like I said, I've been on both sides of the spectrum and everywhere in between. One experience um, that I'll talk about really quick was, again, just one that probably made the heaviest impression on me. And I'm not going to name anybody, and I'm not going to name the church. You know, Like Darby said, we are not no interest in hurting any anybody. Um, but this is just something that happened to me and that I experienced. We went to a church project um, in the South, and they had lost their church in a tornado. Mm-hmm. And so we were a part of many of the church relief groups coming to help people rebuild their church home. And this church was everyone, you know, in the jean skirts down to their ankles. The women didn't talk at all. Um, And uh, I, I sat, I sat under a sermon and the sermon lesson was against interracial marriage. That like, we're talking way out, way out. And, you know, this church, there was a term when we were in ministry that I don't hear as much anymore. And maybe you can speak differently to this, but we called it a dead church. By the time Mm, the project was done, um, we realized a lot of things weren't disclosed uh, initially when they asked us to come. And then obviously when we got there, the truth was there. This church had, God was not in this church at all. And unfortunately, when God's not there, you can guarantee the enemy is. And he had a firm hold on this church. And I remember trying to attend the different youth events and they told me I couldn't go because I wouldn't wear gauchos or I wouldn't wear the long skirts. And mind you, you know, going back to the title, I was church. Like I was the little church girl. Jesus was my everything. So I had these young girls, these young teenagers telling me that I wasn't really saved because I... I dressed wrong. I looked wrong. And, you know, I'm 12, 13, so that was (laughs) devastating to me at the time. And so just to see that imbalance, but then you'd flip the page to the other side. I've gone to, I went to a church in Florida. This was, it's kind of funny. The pastor was always barefoot. He wore ripped jeans. All right. And he would get up there when he would go to teach his sermon. He would be like, listen, guys, I just want to vibe with you today. Like, let's, let's just vibe. vibe (laughs) He wouldn't talk about anything. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't even think he took the Bible up there with him. Mm -hmm. He was just like, it was like he wrote down Pinterest affirmations and was like, you're beautiful and God loves you. Amen. And that was like the end of the service. So appreciated. Thank <laughs> yes, you so much. Thank you. <laughs> also not super helpful, sure. you know. <laughs> and again, I would argue God wasn't there either. Mm-hmm. Because if you really dissect that, like, yeah, was everyone nicer at that church? Were they all more accepting? Oh, absolutely. Were we in the word? Were we worshiping? Which was the point? No. It was self-centered. Mm-hmm. 
everything, the spotlight was on the pastor. It was on the worship leader who, by the way, on stage, they performed secular songs. They didn't even perform worship songs. They were just really vibey, feel-good songs. I mean, they were great songs, but and they sounded wonderful, but not appropriate for where we were. Um, and so, again, it's just when you start adding things or taking things out, you also take out the spirit. Like you take out God's presence because you can't pick parts of the word. Mm-hmm. Well, some people try to. They do. They sure, some people sure try to. <laughs> they do. But, you know, and, and this is the, the thing too of, um, you know, even, uh, we, I mean, you, you said this, you've seen such conservative churches, you've seen liberal churches. Yes. You know, you have people that are like, we love the Lord, I believe the Lord can be there. I think the Lord, I think the Lord can be there, but when there is, when there's stuff that's imbalanced, it's just, it's so easy. You know, anytime, like that's, that's what you're saying of like the enemy thrives and that, you know, sometimes we don't just get thrown off by, you know, an inch or so. Like the, yeah. the enemy loves to just a hair, just like a millimeter. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden you're following that and all all of a sudden you're off course and off the center. Yeah. And anytime we replace and build on anything other than Jesus. Yeah. And and it's it is a consistent everyday thing. It's an, yeah. a consistent everyday like you know it's I, I think all of us in, in ministry, all of us that w- are in our walks, um it's so easy for the enemy to creep in there and oh yeah. Lord, I'm putting this before you today. I'm putting this before you today or you know this this idea so I'm I'm really passionate. I want to keep running this way and yeah. you know I I really this year I'm really trying to abide with the Lord. Like Lord, yes. what does that look like to for 2024 and I didn't I didn't go into this year with any goals, any like you know, I didn't. I do, am done with New Year goals. I don't know period. what my deal was. Period. I didn't know what my deal was this year, but I I just felt like the Lord, and I'm not really a word of the year kind yeah. of girl. Oh, I was that Pinterest board man, 2017. I, I had it. I totally see what you're saying. Like, I think God a lot of times will put something on our hearts, like the new. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's like we're going into a new year, and God kind of gave you this theme. Like, this is yeah. something I want you to think about and I just I was just wondering if like Lord what does it look like to abide with you like and I don't want to go I don't want any I, I just don't want to get off track and yeah. I don't want to get so yeah. I don't even want to take three steps back and be able to look back and be like oh I missed you like I want to yeah. know when I'm going yeah. when I'm just a, a second off and and you know all this kind of just examples of you know being in churches that we've all been a part of places where we've all been a part of places We've all been a part of places where there's something imbalanced there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that those are some of the times where people, they just, they look at and they're just like, I, I'm got to deconstruct my faith because this, yes. the, you know, and that's a whole other episode for, for the future here. Um, but I even wanted to say this too of, you know, we, when you said like, we know the standards, you know, we said, so we know the rules. I think it, I, I sometimes... I'm like, we have the boundaries of, you know, that's this culture of being saturated in religion of, I think we've heard this so many times of like, we don't just have a rule book. Like if we, if we keep these rules, if we, 
if we dress this way, yeah. if we come, yeah. you know, if, if we do all these things, then we're going to be good. Like yeah. there, this is a, you know, and I think this is part of the imbalance thing of teach, you know, what we were taught that way too. It's like out of our love for the Lord, we want to come near you. And the yeah. Lord has placed these God given boundaries. Why? Because this is what's good for you here. Yeah. It's not like, you can't, don't do it. And we, how many times have we grown up with like, don't do this, don't do this, don't, you know, Yeah. we can, this is a great conversation that I think we might have to wait for another time, but don't have sex before marriage. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Yes, 100% true. And, and things have been missed because people are not making a decision out of their love for the yeah. Lord. It's just the rule. It's just the rule. Yeah. And, and man, you're going to rot, like all of a sudden, like if you don't keep the rules, and if they break, there's just so much, like, judgment and shame comes with that. They yeah. shouldn't, but it has. And yeah. how many of us have been hurt by that? How many times has the, the enemy got in, gotten in there of, well, you broke the rule, so you might as well not even try anymore. Oh, absolutely. You this isn't even for you. Yeah. Or how, however however people have walked away from from being churched because yeah. people have, you know, have gotten it so wrong. And uh, I really enjoy, there is a speaker and author, her name is Natalie Runyon, and she is, her ministry is Raised to Stay. And man, she has just been a mighty, um, the Lord's just used her in a mighty way yeah. to... I love that title, Raised to Stay. Raised to Stay. To stay. I she, love that. If you guys um, want to go and... and Find her Instagram, look at her book. Um, she has some great, great uh, words and um, just biblical truths of why we stay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's real, she's just really, I don't really, I, I don't want to say the word sassy, but like, man, she's just so direct. She calls it like it is, but she's really um, said some wonderful things. And she had said something, I hope I don't botch it, but she had said, if we have deconstruction without a heart, for the church, if we have mm-hmm. deconstruction that is um, without compassion, mm-hmm. we just have destruction. Yeah. And how many times have we left people? People have left, and it's just people have deconstructed, and it's just like I'm I'm gonna swing so far morally over here. Yeah. It's just you know it's just a destructive thing. Yes. And I think what our heart is is to address where we've been, yeah. where the church has been. Yeah. There are going to be some episodes we want to talk about on church hurt. Yes. We want to talk about deconstruction. We want to talk about um, even some of these trigger words that some this generation is using that um, they, that it might not be the word that they're saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great conversation to have. Um I just I think there's some really great conversations on the horizon, but I think a great, great landing point is we've talked about where we've been, yeah, where we're kind of at now, yeah, and where we're. I think it's a good place to say where we're going. So yeah. we we kind of had said this too, but just can't, even to as we kind of land the plane here for our first, first episode, episode. Um, I think a good place to land is is hearing our hearts for there are those of us that cultivating a love for his bride yes, and cultivating a love for the bride is so important. Yeah. And I, I think I can speak for both of us of that is there's a reason we have stayed when yeah. church has happened, mm-hmm. people have hurt. Yeah. And you'll hear us say this again, but man, this rocked my, this rocked me to my core of 
why when we have we've had every reason to to leave yeah why do we stay like yeah. i've had people ask me like why why have you stayed and i've even asked like somebody, what am i doing here <laughs> somebody, well somebody's yeah. even like even natalie you know i got to be in a uh, breakout at a, a refuel conference here recently and she's like well we can't quit and that like you know yeah. angsty middle schooler came up yeah. at me and i was like why 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 yeah. can't i quit when yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. And she answered my question later on and she goes, we stay because Jesus remained on the cross. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we stay in the ruins of, of church hurt yeah. because, because Jesus remained on the cross. Yeah. Jesus was hurt by the church. Yeah. Jesus was hurt by people. Yes. And if, if you hear nothing out of this podcast other than, man, we love we love the bride. Yes. And I th- there are more people and the Lord always the, the word said the Lord always leaves a remnant. Yeah. And there are those of there are a lot of people who have left, but there are a lot of people who are interested in staying. Yes. And have a heart to see what can be rebuilt on Jesus. Yeah. And man, people have not gotten it right. The bride has fallen and stumbled in the past mm-hmm. couple years we have seen. Yeah. Um I have been a part of the people who have bashed the church of like, yeah. she, you know, the bride sucks. She sucks. Like yeah. I've never, you know, and, and yeah. I just feel like in the past year or so, the Lord's really worked on my heart and, and he's really just spoken to me of like, I, I want you to have a, like, she's still my bride. Like, yeah. and there's still work. There's still work. And there's, yeah. there are people here that we want to walk with people of like, yeah. man, I'm so sorry that happened to you. It should have never happened. Yeah. It should have never, ever happened. And Jesus is still good. And and what should have never happened breaks his heart. Yeah. And he wants to walk with you too. Yeah. And and I just, I think that the, the I was really encouraged recently to just say that the church is in a good place. Yeah. She might not be in a great place right now. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. Sometimes, but she's in a good place good place because people have just there are those of us that have decided to stay those of you that might be listening that have chosen to stay yeah and they 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 want they want to continue to walk with jesus and say lord what do you have for your bride and yeah how can we how can we you know how can we take the dirt out of her eye and and just say hey you got some mud on your face and let's clean you up because this is he's coming back for his bride one day um so I feel like that's a good place to end. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. So I, I, I we just want to say um, thank you for listening to episode yes. one. Of Churched. Of Churched. Yes. Quote, unquote, Churched. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Quote, unquote, Churched. Um, so we love you guys, and uh, and we'll get ready to just dive into We're gonna conversation. We're going to be right back here. Yeah. Right we got back. stuff to talk about, man. We got stuff to talk about. Yeah. We're excited to bring in some more people, but, yes. but stay tuned because we got some some good conversations ahead oh yeah absolutely i'm so excited well you guys have a great week and we will um we will see you guys next week